Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you best be believing the Causeway Kings are back here on the Abington Cam Network as well as the WMEX Sports Radio Network. Welcome, welcome to one and to all, and welcome aboard for another edition of the Causeway Kings. Your friend Ben Rabinovitz here with you. Alongside number 70, Merrill Marshall joining the fray in his sharp New Jersey. And number four, Adam Clancy. What's up, boys? It's great to be here. Uh, love the jerseys. The jerseys are fresh. Oh. Thanks to Verbero uh, and Verbero uh, Hockey. Uh, absolutely loving this. We all look great. And uh, we got the uh, Bruins on a 13-game home winning streak, which is an NHL record. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, Jack Edwards, among other things. <laughs> so many well. things to go over. <laughs> uh, maybe they, maybe we uh, also touch on uh, David Pasternak still not being signed to an extension. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, but all good, really. On the ice, it's all good. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Clance, good to see you back, buddy. You've been through a heck of a lot lately, Guys, too. It's it's yeah. been quite a quite a month for me. Uh, obviously, I know I mentioned last time we've had some back issues. Um, good news is don't need surgery. Good. That's a good thing. But. Uh, let me tell you about this test I got to get done. Uh-oh. Oh, it's called an EMG test, right? That doesn't sound fun. Basically, what they do, they stick needles from my neck down into my arm. Yeah. And then they take a taser. <laughs> no lie. They take a taser and they tase Each the one needles test the nerves. to see how long it takes for the nerves to react. Is wow. Is it a test or an interrogation? I don't know, but it, it I, I... Just tell them what they want to know, Clance, and you'll be okay. <laughs> Guys, I mean... Yeah, so that that's what's going on in my world. But high school hockey has started. Yes. Ah, yes. Currently in we'll tryouts. We had our last tryout today. Uh, I think Braintree High JV is going to have quite a squad. Not gonna Ooh, lie. there it is. Varsity is going to have quite the squad as well. Oh, they always do. A lot do. of returning players, a lot of firepowers. My opinion, we have the number, if not the number one goalie in public school hockey. In well, the state of Massachusetts. And folks, just in case you didn't know, Clance is on the coaching staff over at Braintree, so that's why we're talking about that here in Abington. I've got to ask you, Clance, right along the way, when are the two going to play? And uh, at what point are you and Coach Woodford going to have the uh, end-all, be-all oh, of the one-on-ones? Come on. Let's, let's, let's be realistic <laughs> here, all right? Love Brian Woodford to death. Known him since kindergarten. Can't handle my squad. <laughs> there just it can't. is. You just can't. Them fighting uh, words. Those are fighting words. Braintree Varsity has a scrimmage Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Zap in Randolph against Pembroke High. And then uh, my first GV game is Saturday, September, December 10th at 7.30 p.m. against Severian Brothers High School at Milton Academy. Whoa. Getting it started already. Start with yeah, a firecracker, I, I'm more you? of like, uh, hey, let's start the season off with like a little bit of a tune-up game. Yeah, right. A couple learn to skate kids. Really get our confidence boosted there. Sorry, kids, you get the Red Wings. Exactly, perfect. Game one. We're, 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 well, the 97 Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're going to come flying out of the gates right away against Severian Hawks, which is going to be one, one hell of a battle. That's going to be fun to watch, and yeah. we're excited to look forward to that one. Where is that game? Milton Academy. Oh, Ooh, now. nice rank out yeah, there, yeah, too. Absolutely. Real nice spot. Yeah, so it's... Uh, so, yeah, we're in the full swing of things, and then uh, tomorrow my five-year-old starts his official first-team practice for Braintree Learn to Play. Hey! Yeah, so I, uh, of course, I have to coach. You got to you gotta coach. You <laughs> got to be there. Choice. I, I don't because my kid will not step foot on the ice unless I'm there. That's a good start. That's good. So, Let's get that going I, first. A lot, lot going on in the Clancy household lately, but all is good. A lot to talk about with the bees. Jack Edwards, <laughs> you're dope. 
Yeah. Um, so let's let's start right in with that. First of all, uh, needless to say, folks, if you missed it live, uh, Jack Edwards made uh, some pretty direct comments, if I do say so myself. Uh, I mean, he came right out and said, on training day, you know, Pat Maroon showed up at, uh, what did he say, 238? 6'4", 238 pounds, And he a said. few pizzas later, he imagined. Now, Brick was obviously just trying to get through the situation, I yeah, think, here. As but always. for the most part, yikes a Rooney, man. That is a bad hit. What are you doing? That I mean, normally, I whatever Jack says, I'll just brush it to the side because I love the the craziness. That's a good, whatever it is, what, what it is. But there's a line in professional sports, and unfortunately for him, I think he not only stepped over, but he, uh, he stepped he, in it. He what's what's that game the kids play in the schoolyard? Um, they jump through the blocks. Uh, oh, uh, that's exactly what he did. He hopscotched yeah. right over the line on that one. Bad hit, and especially with. You know, all the scrutiny that Bruins are under with this Mitchell Miller situation right, and all that. Right, last thing they needed. And then he comes out and does that. Ugh. Hey, uh, but hats off to Pat Maroon with his response. Right, $50,000 And in that number's check. only going to go up. 100%, uh, yeah. In, in the name of mental health and, and all that stuff. Body shaming. Like, unbelievable effort here by Pat Maroon. No offense, Maroon. Jack. I don't see you winning any modeling contests. <laughs> the point is taken, though, very cleanly. I mean, it's... There are plenty of things and aspects of his game, Pat Maroon's game, and plenty to pick on uh, professionally. That was probably one of three things on a list of things you probably just shouldn't have touched. And Jack can, just went full notebook on it. Pat Maroon can do what he wants. He can eat what he wants. Look how he wants. Stanley he's Cup got three-time Stanley Cups. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care what that he's, guy does. He's making millions of dollars in the NHL. Jack, you're not. Like, grow up, dude. Yeah, it's That's, not the kind of thing in 2022 to... To, to take like that. It's no. just not the kind of thing I would think well, of. Jack, Jack stepped over the line. He just talked about it for too long. I mean, you look at it and it's right. like, all right, you make an off comment about a player here and there, but he went on and on and on to the point where I think Maroon actually had left the ice. His shift was over. And his game was over, he was still going. He's yeah. still talking about it. So, I mean, he shouldn't have said what he said. That being said, I mean, the greater thing is I, we all can see Jack has lost his fastball. He's lost his slider, and he's lost his changeup. He, he's definitely, you know, lost a step as far as play-by-play, play, and I, I think they should be looking for a new guy. I mean, and this has nothing to do with the Pat Maroon thing. This is just listen to the guy do a broadcast. It's been brought like, up. Uh, you know, I don't want to speculate. You know, he's been a broadcaster for a long time. 2005 to, is when he picked back. it up with the bees. I mean, he's been in local Boston sports for since probably, you know, the 1980s. I remember him covering uh, even Celtics games as like a sideline reporter. But, I mean, it's just, you know, everybody has a shelf life, and I think it's coming to an end for him. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, good for Pat Maroon, I tell you one thing. What a response. Uh, yeah. Absolutely great response. That's a professional right there. And, you know, it's one thing, too. Pat Maroon talked about his career when he was on Spit and Chicklets about how you know, he had the weight issue. He had some problems when he was on the Philadelphia Phantoms. He was originally a Flyers draft pick. And, um, you know, he, 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 you know, his nickname's Fat Pat. He joked about his weight. It's just that, you know, Jack went on and on and on and on about it. And it was to the point where it was like, all right, you know, it's it's 35 seconds and you guys are talking about it. Right. Like, Could have gone with the pizza joke and left it at that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and nobody would have had a problem with that at all. No, and it's you not, know? I mean, in, yeah. honestly. In the society we live in now. In my opinion, he never should have made any type of comment like that. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, that, like that is the base here. You know, like, I bet you, you know, there's some little kids and fans out there that look up to Jack as, you know, who love that type of stuff. And they're like, oh, you can say stuff like that about people? Yeah, no, you know? can't have it's that kind of floodgate. Wrong, and 
he should be disciplined some way. It's I don't know, can thing. you suspend a Call of Comedy guy? I don't think uh, I've ever seen that before. I don't know if he would realize he was suspended. But, <laughs> like... <laughs> like you, buddy. It, it's one thing to say a joke, that, you know, it, but he had... He, it was like a monologue after a while. It was like, all right, right, all right Jack. Well, uh, all right, we get it. We sure got it now. No <laughs> doubt about that. Well, we are having fun. Again, uh, thank you for watching the Causeway Kings here on the Abington Cam Network and the WMEX Sports podcast network we're always having fun here and you can find us online pretty much anywhere especially on the abington cam youtube channel as well as checking us out on wmexboston.com boys the boston bruins are off to the hottest start in nhl history as well as so many other things they've clicked a couple of records Fergie's at his thousandth. So much has gone on since last we've met here, and I just don't even know what to complain about. I mean, the only what thing it, we haven't nothing. had yet is a Bruins-Canadians game yet. Well, And that's, that's not even supposed to be a big game e- this The year. only complaint I have is why is David Pasenak not signed yet? Answers, and they need to be needed because they're wanted right I now. I mean, obviously it's, it's a more of a strategic planning type thing right now. they got to figure out the salary cap. They, obviously they put Strawman on waivers. Which is you know gonna free up a million bucks from the cap space. I do believe he did clear too. Um, yeah. You know, so the fact that you know we're what twenty plus games into the season, no, he's not quarter. signed. We're not really hearing much conversation from his party or the Bruins. I'm starting to get a little concerned. Uh, I agree. Um, you know, now that we're getting close to the Winter Classic, I, I feel like that's sort of like the line of demarcation where if you're gonna m- announce a signing, that would kind of be like a a momentous occasion to do so. Um, but again, I, I hate to bring it up and bring it back to the Mitchell Miller situation. However, with a front office that would make an egregious, idiotic decision like that, do you trust them now? I mean, I know they made some good moves with the Hampus Lindholm trade, but do you trust them to, you know, make this right decision? I mean, I think you just got to pay him because the way I look at it is, number one, the other thing is, first of all, you're not going to have, nobody has a David Pasternak to to replace in the system. Right. So I know people rag on, and I have ragged on, you know, they're drafting, but. You have? (laughs) This guy? Never. Listen to Spotify. You can hear all all about my ranting. But, you know. It's true. You can. But. You know, nobody has a David Pasternak waiting in the AHL. And that's the greater thing about why he needs to be signed. The greater issue is there's only so many people, a handful of people on planet Earth, that can score the puck the way he can at the highest level. And you have to, if he's the high, if he has to be the highest paid player in the NHL, so be it. He has to be signed. There is absolutely, especially with the uncertainty of Bergeron and Krejci, and, uh, you know, Marchand getting up there in age, they need this guy more than ever going He's forward. The, for future the future of your franchise. franchise. Absolutely. you got to get him signed, whether it's $12 million a year, $13 million a year, whatever it is. If it's Connor McDavid money, they got to give it to him they, because he's in his prime. Uh, he's, he's got another at least probably eight to nine years of high-level hockey. And those no kind doubt. of players who could snipe and shoot the puck like him age really well. I mean – He's in like the Alex Ovechkin sort of category. Maybe not quite as a top-end scorer as him, but, I mean, he's right in there. But he hasn't been in the league as long as Ovechkin either. No, right. But, I'm, I'm but even Ovi had to start somewhere. Term, yeah. Long term, when you look at, like, his career arc, I could see it, it, his skill set, obviously not as big, but his ability to shoot the puck, score, uh, distribute the puck. Just, again, where are you going to find that? It's it, not just gonna, laying around anywhere, I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. So, please... Don Sweeney, 
wherever Foxhole you're hiding out, waiting for the Mitchell Miller stuff to blow over. That's not going to blow over for years. Sign David Pasternak, please. You heard the man, folks. Save our boy. Sign Pasta right away. I mean, obviously we all know he deserves north, you know, north of $10 million a year. Easy. Easily. Do you think he is more of like a, a Crosby-type situation where he takes that hometown discount to win? <clears throat> Because Crosby did. I mean, let's be real. Crosby, Crosby should be making $13, $14, 15000000 million a year. Totally. The, the guy is unbelievable. He's the face of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has been since they drafted him. Constant if not, he's top three best player in the league in history. He took a massive discount to, stay, to, to being, bring guys in so they can win. And speaking of Pittsburgh, we do have to bring it up, obviously, the situation with Chris Letang uh, having a second stroke and now out indefinitely, obviously, in his entire career life very much so in question right now. And uh, we just want to put out uh, our thoughts and prayers here from the Causeway Kings to Chris and his family. That's above and beyond hockey at that point. That's just, we hope all the best for him, no doubt about it. But uh, thank you for bringing it. I just wanted to make sure we brought that up. No, absolutely. Um, lots of other stuff going on right now. And especially with this team, I mean, like you were just talking about with Pasternak, where do you go from here? The, at the trade deadline coming up in March, and that's coming up quick and, uh, already, I feel like, at if least. If I was Pasternak, I'd be like, do? listen, if I don't have an offer by January 1 of 2023, I'm not going to entertain any offers anymore. I'm going to hit free agency when mm-hmm. the season ends. The cons- that's terrifying. The concern for me is that you know, we saw what happened with the Johnny Gaudreau situation. These things, I thought personally Johnny Gaudreau was going to stay with the Flames. I think everybody did who is a hockey fan, and it just kind of drifted and drifted and it, it got away from them. And I think the other thing that's kind of unique is that we already got, you know, Don Sweeney, has he done any media availability since the whole nope. Mitchell Miller thing came down? Was the only so. one that I think had been, and that was a press conference after the whole situation. So, like, I don't know what's going on like behind the scenes with that. We, we want to know about the Pasternak situation, but maybe Don Sweeney is they're not allowing him to speak because, you know, again, we're merging all these situations on, you know, under one, but we're talking about, two the Mitchell Miller private investigating situation. Um, maybe that molds into the fact that Sweeney doesn't have media availability to give or they don't want him speaking. Um, but it, it, getting back to Pasternak, it's like, they got to, you know, they have to figure this out. They just absolutely have to figure it out. And, you know, on the ice, they're a wagon. I mean, you know, I know we haven't talked a whole hell of a lot about it on the podcast, on, on this broadcast so far, but uh, they're a wagon. And just if they can get, save some face and get Pasenak signed long term and go from there and just like kind of, you know, flush out some of the off ice nonsense that actually has, you know, has nothing to do with the players on the ice. And, uh, you know, just uh, right the ship, you know, right the ship off the ice. Because on the ice, they're, they're killing it. And they're listening to Montgomery. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just, you just look at it. And they're just how they're playing. Like Taylor Hall on the third line scoring. Like they're just getting contributions from everybody. Two at a Hall last night, matter of fact. And he was look great. He won the game for the Bruins against Tampa Bay. And I think Swayman had the game of the save against uh, Corey Perry. Oh, that was an unbelievable across, move. You know, and I think unbelievable. My, my groin is torn just watching that. I, oh my god! I mean, god. honestly, did you see the slide? I mean, that was yes, like an old school, saying. like Nintendo NES Tetris block right across yeah, the bottom of the ice. Like, it was so beautiful. it's funny. Actually, one of the the kids, he's a coach at Brainerd High with us. His name's Kevin Hawk. 
local kid from Braintree, played at Salt, uh, Dexter Saltfield, went on to play at UMaine, was actually his um, best friends with Jeremy Swayman. And they were roommates awesome. together at Maine and everything. And he was saying that he texted him after the game about that save. And he says, when I made that save, I knew I was in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you now have probably the best one-two combo goalies in the league right now. Now, looking ahead to the Bruins, next four games. You have Stanley Cup champs, Colorado. Twice. You have Vegas. Twice. Twice. So those are the next four games. If they come out, it's getting good. I would good say eat. three out of four. That good yeah. That, that's going to set the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah. You know, right. That right there is going to make, not that they're not a cup contender, because we all feel like they are. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy, are, because just we, a few short months ago, they were in a rebuild. And if they come <laughs> out and they beat Colorado, they beat Vegas, who is on absolute fire right now. For, let's, actually, let's just talk about their third jersey. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Glow in the dark. Unbelievable. Bruh. It's like the it's like the you know in the '80s if you had like the racetrack the glows exactly in the dark. Yeah. that's exactly what it looked like I was trying to figure that out. Thank I you. Had one. Yes, you know, but like it's the first in uh, league history. By they, the way, to they do that. come out on top in three out of those four games. I mean, hell, obviously we want to see them come out four on zero, but you know you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> they're they're the team to watch out for for the rest of the season, in my eyes. The, no doubt. That Vegas game is going to be fun. The undercurrents of of you know Cassidy Bruce, coming back oh. and, and, and coaching against Bruce. Uh, you know, in, you know, the old squad. And, you know, it, it's amazing. Like, we all obviously underestimated, I think, um, and everybody did. And even the most optimistic Bruins fan, if they, nobody predicted how this start that they were going to have. But I think we underestimated the coaching style change, the new voice. Um, and I think something that's getting sort of underplayed, and again, it's not, you know, sexy to talk about, but they're healthy. And the greatest example of that is Nick Foligno. Like, oh. Nick Foligno looks like Columbus Blue Jackets, Nick Foligno, like yep. 2014. Yeah. Nick Uncle Foligno. Nick's ready to throw down. That's right. Yeah. Well, as, as Billy Jaffe said, he looks like more cousin Nick than Uncle Nick now. He, he, he looks. <laughs> I love that, Uncle Jaffe. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but, I mean, their health. And, by the way, I, I meant to say, great point on that great save that Swayman made, that also – and mentally, he knows he's healthy. Yep. That that leg or knee or whatever it was that he suffered that injury fully. I mean, you don't make that save if you're 90 percent. No, even. that's a, no, that's, that's 110 a right there. Instinctual, yeah. just you know, reactionary, unbelievable save, and uh, he's definitely in the zone. Yeah. So. What a zone to be in, boys! I tell you, that's yeah, something else. Uh, I'm excited for the next four games. To be honest with you, it's going to be one of the best parts of the season. And um, so they got Colorado Saturday at home. That's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be rocking. Yeah, I got quite the Saturday night plan, guys. I'm not gonna lie, I just bought an uni pizza oven. Oh, I heard oh. about those. Oh, oh baby, how's Here that working out so far? I haven't used it yet. Gonna use it Saturday night for the first time. But you see the potential in it, of, of course. Ever. I'm gonna start my own pizza company. <laughs> Clancy Clan Pies. Clancy's Kitchen, open in Braintree. C CP, Clancy Pies, right there. <laughs> you know, do it right in the back of my truck. CK, uh, then CP. There right. CK, CP so, Pies. A little homemade is. pizza situation going on. Watch the bees. Kick some butt against Colorado. Hey, you got it all going. You got the pizza maker going. You Listen, got the when you the have suds. three kids. You got the what? You get the smoker too. You got. I've that had going. the smoker, yeah. Uh, but when you got three kids, you have you can't get out of the house. It's true. So I got to do stuff at home. Might as well make pizza and smoke stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, well, hey now. <laughs> well, smoker's top quality. What can I say? Uh, on a somber note, guys, I do want to make sure there's so much that happened in the last few weeks since we've been on and trying to touch on everything as we get a chance to, but. Uh, legendary player for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Borges Salming, unfortunately passed away. But 
I just, how beautiful was it that they were able to hold that ceremony at Maple Leaf Gardens for him, it was have awesome. him have that experience, and he was gone less than a month later. I yeah, mean, I think it was what three weeks, two and a half, three two weeks, weeks, just yeah. about there. Yeah, it yeah, was no, pretty it was quick. Like, that was an amazing ceremony they gave to him. Just the emotion on his face, his family, it was, it was awesome to right. watch. I think he did one more appearance after that, and then his yeah. family put out a statement and said he's not doing anything else after yeah. this. I don't think they meant it quite as literally as it happened, but I'm just happy that they was able to get that send-off and realize that people don't forget. And when you give your life to the game and you sacrifice the body and all the things that you got to do to be a legendary pioneer of the game, well, people remember. And I think we saw that on full display. Absolutely. It's, it's just uh, unbelievable. To, like, he was diagnosed with ALS in April. And I, I just, it was so sad to see him, you know, pass away that quickly. Usually it doesn't happen that quick. But the tribute um, up in Toronto was amazing. You yeah. know, the, the emotion of everybody, the players on both teams, the fans. Like, um you know what a an unbelievable moment for him it must have felt like just to be you know uh, you know he, he's winding down the end of his life but to feel like hey you know i'm, I'm truly loved and it's almost like it wasn't for he, nothing he could die happy now like yeah. you know what i mean like the, yep. it, it uh it was just it's sad to see because um you know up until like a couple of years ago he was still doing like nhl like uh, still doing alumni games, games. Yeah. and that's when he first noticed the symptoms was he uh he got off the ice early. He, he wasn't feeling right, and uh, he went and got tests done, and they were like, "You have ALS." And, uh, it's frightening. What a, what a way it's to find out! But an what, awful, a, what a shame. awful disease. Yep. I, so. I, you know, I mean, I had an uncle pass away of it a few years ago, and Ugh. you know, he suffered for you know a little bit over about two years, and it was just mm. awful. It's an awful disease, and I, I hope some, at some point in the future they can find a cure for it. Well, uh, Absolutely. I think we, uh, we, we've also figured out another uh, thing to add to the list of uh, donatable causes when we have our first Causeway King event, which is going to be something pretty crazy. At this point, we're literally looking like we're going to have a bunch of ex-NHL greats come in, and they're going to captain some of these teams. You already know Andy Sutton's going to come down. Andy's uh, he's, he's locked and loaded, ready to go. And I got a feeling we you could know? get Darling and Net. I, I hope so. <laughs> Darling and Ned awesome. are doing stand-up, one of the two. I, I want him playing stand-up. I want and, uh, Darling and I want playing stand-up. I want him yeah. mic'd up for the no, game. No, I want Darling doing play-by-play. <laughs> -play. Can we get him to do it while he's playing Ned? Oh, I'm sure I really we think we could. Through the power of Abington Cam's technology, we could mic up that goaltender for that game. Well, speaking That's of alumni promise, games, folks. has anyone <laughs> seen the, the D, the defense that is set up for the next Bruins alumni game? Uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. That top line all of a sudden Holy got pretty big. Smokes. You have Adam McQuaid, Kevin Miller, Zdeno O'Chara, Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Um, <laughs> Casually. Yeah. Pretty good, right? I think that'll do all right. That line should be fine. Is Savvy playing, or is uh, I don't know if he's bringing him back for that one. Uh, I haven't heard. Oh, no, he's coaching again at this point, I think. Ooh, Max, Max Savard, Savard, yeah. yeah. He's coaching, I think, in the Q? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. that's or right. Q yeah, or, yeah. or the O. They were considering him to hiring him before they hired Montgomery. He was one of the, the wow. names mentioned. What a story that would have he been. He used to have a show way. on YouTube about taping the stick. Really? It was like taping with Savvy or something like that. Like different, <laughs> like different ways like players tape their sticks and stuff. I've seen a few pretty odd duck ways. Yeah. I, well, David <laughs> Pasternak has his own. If you have a... One little piece of tape. There yep. you go, boys. All good. It's, Absolutely. Whatever. He doesn't even need bother. tape. He doesn't even need tape. The way he shoots the puck, he could put a boat oar in his hands and he'd shoot the puck. Great. You'd be oh, surprised how many kids now <laughs> just do what he does because that's pasta. They yep. do exactly what pasta does. Serve it up. Medium sauce. Extra meatball. There it is. Well, uh, folks, uh, thank you once again for joining us here for the Causeway Kings. We are still... 
ready to roll here. We got lots going on. And of course, you can find us online just about anywhere that you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Apple iTunes. And there's probably a half a thousand that I can't pronounce, but you can look up and find. So don't worry about it there. Uh, also on YouTube and on the Abington Cam Network, of course. Uh, boys, where do we want to head next? The goaltenders are looking great. I want Defense to talk about good. the Winter Classic. Yes. yes. They unveiled Has the jersey. Have seen the jerseys that yes. we're Yes. Oh, yes. All right. So I think we got to get the pool going out on our social media. Which jersey is better, the Pooh Bear or the Winter Classic? Oh, the boy. Meth Bear. It's the Pooh Bear the or the Meth Bear. Me- that that, that the technically meth bear. is the, the, the off street nickname of it, yes. <laughs> I mean,. It was a different time in the 80s and the 90s, I'll just oh, say that. But fantastic. You know, the bear, the bear is here to stay, and there's no way around it's it. The Pooh Bear jerseys are well, I mean, fire, it's though. Smokey the Bear versus they wear Nick the Cage bear jersey Vegas almost bear. every time at home now. It's bear. like their new home jersey. Yeah, I love it, and they've been know. playing great in it you ever know, since. Wanted to bring this up. Not to, I know we're like jumping around and, and All mashing topics, but we'll get into the Winter Classic jerseys. But just want your quick opinion, guys. Should the... Should the NHL, remember they used to have the white used to be the home jersey? Should they do that, or should they keep it the way it is? No, you got to keep it the way it is. That okay. drove me crazy Why? when the home team was. I don't know. It was just a total preference thing. It's just thing. a jersey Even color. when I was a kid, I just, I think because the first time I saw a Bruins game and I really understood what I was seeing, they were wearing the dark jerseys at home. So to me, that was like the How set. old were you when you saw your yeah, first Bruins wait, game? Wait, wait, like, wait, nice wait, way better. <laughs> Don't you don't want you might not even answer this question here, Clance, all right? So but no, like it actually was annoying when they when they right before the year before the lockout they switched it up and then I actually found it annoying that it was the other way around. But um I just I mean hmm. the Pooh Bear jerseys at home would be They cool. are. That's what they've been wearing pretty much. The one game that they didn't get to wear them was when they were playing I mean, uh, Vancouver. Because they Vancouver wore their the whites. Yeah, there was and like, the bees had to wear their, their home blacks, but Boo Bear jerseys to stay in my ass. Yeah, that, yeah. that was like the moment where the the two JV teams show up and they both have the same color jerseys on. It's like, JV what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, you'll be, I'll be knocking JV hard. Oh, I wouldn't do that, Merrill. <laughs> could happen in varsity, too. Now, I've, seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it happen before. Teams show up, <laughs> both have the same uh, color jersey on, and you're like, what are we going to do, guys? Shirts now what do we do? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know, like you know, they well, got to figure out a solution. Wear pennies. Go- I don't know. <laughs> so as you can tell here, folks, Gordo is not here this evening. Gordo. Uh, not sure exactly where he is at this particular moment, but his jersey is on full display here in the seat, and he's uh, going to be represented well anyway. Uh, Gordo rocking the old six eight. Can't really see it below there. In but honor trust of me, Yager. Yags has got it here. Um, wherever Gordo is, he would have said the same thing. Beer league regular season. Can we talk a little league-wide for a few minutes here? Because that Seattle-LA game, which is something I never thought I would actually say in my lifetime, was wild. It's unreal. Wild. <laughs> be, yeah. Seattle's Nine, no eight. joke this year. 9-8, the final score at OT. Ugh. I mean, like Gordo has said on the previous podcast, it's like, it's like men's league, you know, point night. And uh, it's just, I don't know what it is. Is it, is it a combination of maybe... The league is watered down. Is it just that the it's it's become so offensive with the rules in place? You can't clutch, grab. I think that's they're calling everything tighter. Like, I think that's it right there. You know, every time there's a hit, there's a fight, which is absolutely yeah, we I talked about. That. I hate talked that. about how much clean we hate hits, that. We need to talk about that. Yeah, it's but uh, I think you're seeing a lot more high-scoring games because the defense literally don't get to play defense. They might as well just open the door and say, "All right, go ahead." Because if they do anything, the they're in trouble. command, they dump the puck. 
they can't hold them up. They can't grab. They they can't do anything. It's it's ridiculous, you know. And then if the guy goes in the corner to get the puck and the defense hits him and it's a clean hit, then there's a fight. Yeah, I I will say that it does market correct a little bit when we get you get to the playoffs. You, you it kind of you know we, you see. The bigger physical teams usually have more success, although Colorado just had it all going on. And, and you know, we'll talk more about their matchups coming up, but um, I want to see the matchup of how the Bruins respond to the speed of the Colorado Avalanche. That is, that's going to be interesting for me to see because the Bruins are, are a fast team. They're a skilled team, but Colorado is another level. And they're the defending champs. The building's going to be buzzing. It's going to be a, a, a playoff Stanley Cup atmosphere. Uh, probably a lot similar. Again, I wasn't there, but you could tell the Carolina game, there was some serious juice to that game. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, be interested to see how they responded. And not for nothing, just want to say, remember, so Pasternak scores that amazing goal to beat Carolina. What was the goalie Kachekov yelling at? Did you see that? I think he was upset about a missed interference call earlier in that The run. one that they originally called no goal on Felino. Well, they called Felino for goalie interference when literally he got pushed. He got pushed and barely touched the goalie. He never made a stink about it when that happened. Because your ref originally said no goal, no goal, and then they challenged it and they reversed it to a goal. Yep. And then I think and when Pasta scores that goal, he I think that kind of melted down. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. he definitely he had a moment because one of his teammates went to get him. You know, if one of your boys has to go get you, he you've went gone straight too far. Jordan Bennington. He almost yeah. went straight to Jay Beatty. No, no way about that. He didn't that, punch or hit though, so that was. That he was also close. didn't throw a stick at anybody. Has or, he been in a goalie fight yet? Bennington? Yeah, I, I think, think so. he'd get speed bagged. Oh, I know he would. It would be it would be Emery versus Holtby all over again. He'd, but what he, a he, great match that I was! I can't believe. R.I.P. Ray. I, I, I can't believe no one has, has tuned him up yet because he's done some crazy stuff in that. I, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I think his own teammates are going to tune him up. Can we talk about Jack Campbell last night for the uh, Oilers? Putting the shoulder down. He came out of the crease to play the puck as it was coming toward the center slot, and uh, they were playing the Canucks, and the center was going for it, and Jack played the puck and took the body, Perfect. man. He put him down. Good. That was a heck of a hit right Good. there. I really enjoyed that well, one. I, mean, I love I, when goalies get involved and physically. Now, that's something special. Well, clearly, he, he probably saw the tapes of what happened with Ryan Miller, who absolutely got his brain scrambled by a Milan Lucic. That was 10 years ago last month. But well, like, so if you're going to come out of the crease, you've got to expect some contact. Yeah. you got to be ready. It's plain and simple. You know, if you can't handle it, stay in your like little Like Omar did. Omar came out of the net. Remember, that was a, that was against Carolina, too. Came he came out by, out. like, the blue line. Yeah, he did, like, a, a Patrick Waugh kind of thing. Unbelievable effort. I tell you, I just I love when uh, goaltenders are in the zone. And everything's been firing in full octave right now. Yeah. So I, I don't know how I could ask for anything to possibly be better, boys. But Win the uh, cup. That's for well, that would, gotta, that's Let's the get hope. back to my Winter Classic jerseys. All right, yeah. back to it. So yeah, we're, 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 we're a little ADD I tonight. Need to know the, a little I need bit. to know your thoughts. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that it's the, the dark jersey base, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that I like it more than the Pooh Bear jersey. I do think that I like the Pooh Bear jersey more, but not by much. Yeah, but you also didn't see your first Bruins game until you're like 31. Right, you sure. Open, you <laughs> you, right, you right. opened up this can of worms, Ben. You, you did. You, the, you opened it up like, oh, I, you see, know. I really like <laughs> the jersey. jersey. I love the whole getup. The only thing I don't like is the gloves. Yeah, the no, I didn't take a good look at the gloves. Yellow gloves. I don't like them. Mm. They don't look good. 
See, I would have gone personally. I, I feel like we're like Joan Rivers talking about like style back in the day. But it's like I would have <laughs> gone. Us. What do you expect? Yeah, I would have gone matching unis tonight. I would have gone black gloves with e, the, with the gold like lettering, like a, like that whatever. Been cool. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that. The you know instead of the white like they have like like spruce it up a little bit. Yeah, the yellow is just you gotta be. You can't do too much yellow. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Tasteful. It. It's gotta be. It's gotta be sprinkled in here and there. It can't be full so, on like the mustard gloves. You can't be all one much. color. You cannot look like the Buffalo Sabers when they wear a white helmet, white shirt, white pants, white Whoa. gloves, white socks. Too, uh, too much. much. That's it's terrible. Just, yeah. Yep. But, they should focus more on winning than actually looking like a spaceship. Yeah, they should. They should try yeah, like the Philadelphia if Flyers. I, if dude, if, straight if the Buffalo winning. Sabers did not have Tage Thompson, the they would not have won a game this year. Tage Thompson is an absolute beast. Yeah. He scored probably three or four legit highlight real goals this year. One against wow. the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's 6'7", six, 6'6". Six, six. He can skate. He can shoot. He played at, um, you know, UConn, which is a D1 hockey school, but not, you know, as well known as a BU or BC or Northeast or anything like that. He really made a name for himself when he played for Team USA in the World Juniors yes. that year. He yeah. was an absolute beast. He got on the radar. I yeah. Mean, that's how you do it. You play your heart out, and you get seen by the right person at the right place at the right time. Well, that's the proven ground, too, like like World Juniors. Like, you go back to even, like, McAvoy. He, like, when they won the, when they won gold, he was featured prominently on that team. Was him and Fox both on that team? Yeah, they were deep partners. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow! <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no, yeah. Good luck trying to score on that uh, on that tandem. That was the World Juniors that um, that was McAvoy absolutely destroyed Jacob Chitrin Chitrin from Chitrin. Arizona, coming across the middle and just absolutely lit him up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, it was I, unreal. I that. Happy holidays. That was a great. That, yeah. World well, Juniors is one of the best <laughs> one of the best things to watch. It is. It really like is. that. Ten days that that tournament's on, I get absolute zero work done at home. Right? No, absolutely. It's just way too much hockey going Sorry. on. Priorities. Yeah. Well, I, you <laughs> know, but, but it does come at a good time. It's usually in between Christmas and New Year's or it right now. It starts in that right week. before Christmas. It usually starts around like the 21st or 22nd. Yeah. It's, so. a, it's unbelievable to see the best on best under, uh, you know, 18 and under play in that tournament. Uh, and uh, is it U18 or is it, U, is it all the way up to 20? I U, think it's 20. U20. Yeah. I think it's U20. My bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was an unbelievable tournament. And, again, you get to see – it's also like a draft showcase, too. So you get to see, like, all right, where is your player versus, like, everybody else? Like like um, Fabian Lysel, right? Remember everybody was watching him, see mm -hmm. how he was doing? I believe – did Mason Lorai play in that or yep. not? Okay, Mason Lorai played in that as well. Um, he's another guy to watch for for the Bruins prospect pool. But, yeah, just to see how everybody stacks up because it's the best of the best. So I mean, Canada's going to have Shane Wright. From uh, Seattle, who they sent down to speaking of which to um, the AHL, who since he's been in the uh, AHL has right? lit it up. I think uh -huh. he's had like three or four goals in the first five games. Yeah, I heard the Chicklets was talking about it. I think he was going down for five games, and then after that five games, he was going to be coming back up. It was, it had, it's something. It was something weird about his contract. I'm sure but it's some. He's going to go off and play. Canada is going to be loaded. USA is going to be loaded too. Because there's a lot of kids in the development program that are, you know, 16, 17 years old that are going to play on that team. There's a local kid. Is Hughes going? Um, the younger Hughes? Luke? Oh, Luke will be yeah. there. Yeah. No doubt. He'll be there. How could um, he not? There's a kid, Will Smith, um, and Chiggs mentioned him a while back, plays for the National Development Program. 
I think he's committed to BC. C, he's yeah. already projected first round pick in I think the twenty twenty four draft. Wow. Filthy. You know, Connor Bedard. No, I think he's draft eligible this year, I think. No, Will Smith is not, no. Will, oh, okay. He was in 05, um, but it was kind of Yeah, it was kind of weird. Canada's gonna have Connor Bedard. They don't think Canada needs anyone else. No, probably not, but they don't usually, so that Philly's gonna get Connor Bedard. They keep losing the way they're losing the ten straight. It's probably because of the Cooperalls. Oh, I mean, Both were the ugliest things I've ever seen. Awful. Why? Awful oh, hockey decision. God's Awful. green earth. Nobody wants Cooperalls. The ever. Flyers don't want Cooperalls. Stop lying to yourselves, folks. I, I don't know what else to say about it. People Plank, are saying on, on, the, on Twitter Awful. and stuff that they should have warmed them during the game. What? No way. Are you kidding me? There would be a mutiny on the ice. Oh, mutiny. Like, there's Horrible. no way that the... It's, you can't right, have a professional... It's hard enough playing with it for, uh, you know, Tortorella. <laughs> now you got to play for Tortorella and Cooperalls. Good luck. <laughs> Be um, like it, worst be case on the area. Be like, I, I, the players would be like, I'm not playing. Kevin Hayes would be like, see you later. I'm Coach Torts, how do you feel about the Cooperalls out there? Yeah. Oh boy. He probably loved them. He probably wore them when he played. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in that era. But yeah, just, unbelievable. Just um, Sw- switching gears two yeah. seconds. Pat's game tonight versus Buffalo. Who are you taking? Oh, Ooh. Bills by 25. Patriots. I oh full disclosure. All right. I am no longer a Patriots fan since I got rid of Brady. Really? I couldn't tell. Team Tom Brady <laughs> all the way. You weren't discreet I mean, about that at all. Oh, I mean, boy. Well, oh, it's working out so well. You know, uh, I mean, it's, with a, yeah. With an offensive coordinator who's not Don't get me started on that. The <laughs> offensive coordinator is not off. Three, not the Buffalo. You leave offense. Joe Dirt alone. Buffalo. No, uh, that's we, a we've just been told a note from the studio, three, nothing Buffalo right now. It's going to be 33 to nothing pretty soon. Unbelievable. But, uh, Unbelievably so. so bad. Well, that's uh, the New England Patriots this year, folks, and that's why you're listening to a hockey program, and Merrill is no longer a fan of football, so that's A-OK. No, yeah. just, just the Patriots. Then I bet you if the Pats come back and win in, like, the like, last three minutes of the fourth quarter, Merrill will be all about the Patriots again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not. Total bandwagon hopper guy. Absolutely not. I got I Buccaneers it. gear. I got next time. Next that's time true. Come he in does here. have Buccaneers I'll gear. I'll wear my probably rocks an Antonio hood. Brown jersey. Please. Oh, they got a warrant out for his arrest. I do not. Oh, yeah. they, oh he's yeah. just, good luck. When do they not? <laughs> when? Stop it. <laughs> oh, who has more fun than we do? Uh, it's definitely an us thing here oh, on Cosplay Kings. Here on the Abington Cam Network and the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. Boys, we're going off the rails, and I absolutely love it. These, we do. I can't get over the podcast. matching unis, honestly. I just cannot get over them. They look great. Oh, can we get a shot of the jerseys down low? There, there it is. Guys, and I want to say a very special thank you, Clance, for arranging this, and thank you to our friends over at Verbero for making it happen. Uh, and nothing for nothing. This is just a beautiful jersey, beautiful design. I mean, it fits me like a glove. It fits all of us like a glove. I don't know how it gets much better than this. I like it because it makes me look thin. There it is. There it is. Not a lie if you believe it. No. Yep. It's tight. <laughs> uh, we are going to donate one to the Abington Cam Network as well. Hopefully that will go up in the rafters, and they'll have that for all time as a thank you from all of us here at the Causeway Kings for putting up with our shenanigans and letting us have as much fun as we do here in the studio, and I think that's a fitting payment, don't you? I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. More to come. We'll get some more swag. We'll get some hats made, get some hoodies. There we go. There you we know. go. Have to have a contest of some sort. We'll get figure these, that get out. Get these great cameramen their own jerseys, Absolutely. their own hoodies or whatever. Put right. it up with Ben. They need all the Oh, they have to. Absolutely yeah. no, have Bob to. Bob bless having to camp for letting Ben in here. No doubt. Absolutely. A special shout-out to my good friend Kevin Tachi, who is our executive producer tonight, running the show back there and leading the troops. Huge thank the you man, very the much, myth brother. The legend back there. That's yep. right. <laughs> a huge hockey fan at that, I too. I love it. Kevin is all over the community, by the way, guys. If you've ever seen an Abington Cam production, there is a 3 billion percent chance that he's got a hand on it in some way, somehow. 
and all the sports, all the community events, all the meetings, all the things that happen and need to be there for the people, Abington Cam is there to do that, and Kevin does a fantastic job of making that happen. So special thank you out to him for doing that. Been doing it forever, so Absolutely. good on you, buddy. All right, back into hockey here. We've got a lot going on tonight. Lots of action. Of course, the bees are off tonight as we get ready yeah, to. Off uh, yeah, mean, they're off till Saturday. Yeah, they're off till Saturday. Pizza night, baby. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's it. Can we just has, PT night? Would anyone ever expect the New Jersey Devils to be? who they are right now? Uh, not unless you're a Seinfeld fan. N not unless they had Scott Stevens and uh, Patrick Eliash and Niedermeyer back playing. I mean, if yeah. they keep Maybe on Brogier the track that, that, they're, you know. that they're at, I mean, most likely at the end of this year, Luke Hughes is going to leave Michigan and turn pro and play with his brother Jack. Right. Absolutely. That right there, you just got a rookie. You know, you got now got a possible rookie of the year. Probably a Norris Trophy in his first five years in the league. I was not expecting the New, Jer the New Jersey Devils to be where they are right now. Not at all. I don't not think they all. were either. Much like the Bruins, they came out of left field while we were coming out of right field. i got to say. Great job. <laughs> a few weeks ago, did you guys see the interview with uh, Jack Hughes? A reporter was like, you know, what, yeah. else, what else do you think you guys can do to, you know, to increase your scoring chances? And Jack Hughes looks at her and goes, we're on a nine-game heater. I think we're doing all right. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> like why would you question how they like if they, what they need to do to improve their game when they just won nine games in a row and they haven't up. done that since like '95? It's a reporter it, yeah. just doing the best they can, just you know. But what an answer! What an answer! It's a I mean, legend, right there. It's amazing <laughs> that they're doing as well as they are when they have Dougie Hamilton playing D for them. But right? That's the thing. The the weird Dougie Hamilton playing for him, but um, he's I mean, good. He's good. He but is he's, good. He's just a. He's I mean, just a case. That's all. He's a, he's a he's a head case. But yeah, without Palat, and they're still putting up points the way they are. Um, yes, for Brat, Nico Hischer. And no. health, Hischer. again, healthy Miles Wood, who I wanted the Bruins to uh, to go love after. To getting him. He's oh. he's yeah. So, Would you, you know, rather Miles Wood or AJ Greer? Ooh, I, they're they're both similar. I think Miles Wood has more upside. I like AJ Greer. Don't get me wrong. I, like, yeah, I, I like, think he fits nicely with the role he, that he plays in. Um, but you know. Miles Wood, I think, has a little higher upside as far as scoring goals. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, how could, it's hard to complain. But, I mean, about anything the Bruins are doing on really? the ice anyways or coaching. And um, I wanted to get your questions getting back to the Bruins real quick. Um, how do you feel about how Montgomery is managing the lines? Because I think he's doing an amazing job because he's mixing the lines constantly. Um, he has, like, the primary lines he'll go with as far as, you know, not first line, second line, third line, but, you know, the lineup he has. And then he'll switch it up here and there. You know, he moved up um, Hall, you know, because he was going. I like that. He, he, definitely, he definitely has, like, a pulse for what's going on in the game. Don't you no feel doubt. like that? He does. I got to say, though, I kind of disagree with the change-ups of the lines. I think he's kept it more consistent than Cassidy ever did. The only, when Cassie was here, the only line that was ever consistent was Pasta, Bergeron, and um, Marshy. Marshy. There was a name for it. It was the it. only line that was ever the same every game. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it anymore. Poor Charlie no. Coyle, I, I think, I, had different wingers every game to the point where he probably didn't know what their names were because they were just rolling 24-7. Right. Whoever's going to be now, over there, just be open. It, it's, you know, he does make some changes, whether it's, you know, moving Hall from the third line to the second line. But I think having the same consistent players in the in the lineup every game is what's really helping this team win. I think, well, the emergence of Jake DeBrusque, the uh, return of David Krejci, and the play of Taylor Hall, the consistency, I, I think those three things 
have stabilized everything. I mean, you know, Bergeron, you know what you're going to get. He'll be Bergeron, we've seen him play with freaking, you know, everybody from, you know, Marco Sturm to whoever, Zach Hamill, Michael Ryder, to now obviously he's playing <laughs> with elite players. Played with Glenn Murray at one Glenn, point, too. Glenn Murray. I mean, he's played with everybody. It's a few minutes ago, let me tell you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a hot minute ago. But, like, you know what you're going to get from Marshan Bergeron into a degree, Krejci, but the other guys stepping in and kind of elevating into their roles have really helped balance out the entire team. And it's great. They also, they've been healthy for the most part outside of Frederick here and, and Craig Smith there um, when everybody's coming back in the lineup from injury beforehand. But, like, you see, like, everybody is playing their role. You don't see people, like, having to extend. Like, you're not seeing having guys, you know, elevate. We've seen when Coyle's had to go to the second line. You know, he's not quite as effective. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in that third-line role, best third-line center easily in the game. Oh, God. No can, doubt. No can doubt. feast on those third-pair matchups, can possess the puck, and just wear he's teams He's one of the down. best penalty killers in the oh, game, too. He's just... There's he, no doubt about it. Kid ain't bad. <laughs> no, he's, he's well worth it, too. And Also, uh, hats off to Charlie Coyle, just inducted to the Weymouth High Athletic Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes, yes you know, he absolutely. was. Yeah. Although he only played one year of hockey at Weymouth High. He it was a memorable true. one. He chose to come he, back home to Weymouth. Took, you know, took him to that. the Super 8. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't win the championship, but took him to the Super 8. And Charlie is obviously, you know, mm-hmm. born and raised in Weymouth. Just a remarkable, remarkable young man. Does a lot in the community. You know, still has a lot of ties to the high school. And, you know, he's always, he's a perfect example of he did not forget where he came from. Totally. You know, and he does not let his so fame key. get to his head. He's just a down-to-earth, great, great guy. So hats off to him for uh, being a Hall of Fame. There's one thing to take a few minutes to sign some autographs, and it's another thing to take the amount of time on his own personal dime to go out and, and meet the kids. I mean, how often do you see him over there at their ice rink, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's always there, and he's always signing something for someone somewhere, yeah. you and know? And these and little it's kids so cool. look up to him as a hero. Like, my, my five-year-old, you know, he... Yeah. Tape, I tape his stick, and he wants number 13 on his tape because that's what Charlie <laughs> Coyle does. I mean, you know? I've personally seen him, you know, at the end of one of those events, and there was probably 50 uh, yep. something kids all around him, and he stood there and he signed each and every yep. item, whatever it was, until the last kid walked away. And I watched him just be like, "Okay, cool, yep. that's it." I know uh, this is going to sound kid. simple it's to amazing. say, not that you would be surprised coming from me, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I think he, I think he's one of the guys that he just loves being a Boston Bruin. Yep. I think he, I think he relishes. He it. thrives on it. It's also yeah, one of the first instances that I've seen of a hometown player actually really working out long term. We've seen a few come through, God rest their souls in some cases, but you know, it just for some reason, one or another, didn't always work out. A lot of pressure. So you much know, pressure. People want tickets. People want this. People want that. And every night, so, you know, constant they badgering. can't focus on just playing the game. Unfortunately, he's overcome that and. He, he's, in my eyes, the best third-line center in the league, and he's young, he's healthy, he's a great player, and he's, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yep. How old is he now? 20, I think he might just turn 30. Wow. And uh, getting a note, Pats have uh, taken a lead, 7-3 on a 48-yard touchdown throw. Merrill's back on board, baby. <laughs> Bust out He's the duck it. boats. We're back. He's getting Pat the Patriot tattooed on his left, back tonight. I've left the, I left the boat. I'm on a cruise ship now. Getting a good note, Merrill has left the chat. He's fleed with Antonio Brown. Oh, wow. Fleed. What a turn of events. Fleed to Alcatraz, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know you would run to Alcatraz. That's interesting. I said flee. Oh, no, I heard you. All right. <laughs> you got anyway. fleas? You got fleas? Not with this jersey on. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Flea repellent. 
Oh, man. All right, we got a, a few more minutes left in our segment here today, so uh, I do want to make sure we take a chance to really go around the horn and kind of take some, some inner thoughts. We usually go with some uh, final thoughts, but, you know, this has been such a strange season, so much success in unexpected places, and utter failure in places that we actually expected beautiful things from this season. So the, the bad of the bad and the best of the best, let's break it down a little bit league-wide. What is the most surprising standing for any particular team that you were had a relatively high expectation for besides the Bruins? I'll start it off and I'll tell you, I really thought the Canadians were going to be a little bit better than the basement dwellers that they are right now. And I really was hoping that because I really wanted to see a Bruins-Habs rivalry reignite. But it ain't going to happen this year. There's just no way around it. You don't really see many rivalries right now in the league besides you know, Battle of Alberta with um, Edmonton and Calgary. Which is great television Oh, that, that's a bloodbath. Oh, always. Awesome. But, I mean, part of that is the schedule. The way the schedule, they set it up, it, it's more of a balanced schedule. So you're not getting, you know, the home and homes, which I used to love back in the day. I love those, know, yeah. But yeah. it's it just, uh, but with I the mean. the travel and, you know. Yeah. It was travel. a tough, it was I mean, brutal. That, the travel going to Montreal, though, that should be, in theory, that, that should be pretty easy. But they, just the way the schedule is, they're not. They don't they play play them they don't. They haven't even played. What are we? Twenty something games into the season, they haven't even 20, played the twenty-three games. Yeah. Haven't played no, no. the Canadians yet. Like. That's like, I, I mean, I just I remember a time where it was to heck with winning the cup and everything else. The only mission is to beat the Canadians this year, and that hasn't been a thing in so long. And I feel that void in my heart. I don't know about you guys, but it's a noticeable difference. Yeah, it's well, you know, I feel like it's like anything else. You go through the history of teams. And the rivalries are going to change, right? Right now, you would say the Bruins, one of the Bruins, more of their rivalries is Carolina. You know, not that that's ever really been the case before outside of when they lost to them in 09. Um, but, like, you know, you saw the Tampa was a rival for a while. You know, Tampa beat us for a while. And it just, it, it ebbs and flows. And But, um, you know, I would like to see, you know, that rivalry, like, spark up again. Yeah. It's original I'm just six. looking real quick at their schedule. Don't tell me. It's going to be a even, while. I mean, again, I'm looking quickly on my phone. I'm, it looks like they don't even play them until January 24th. What? That is In absurd. Montreal. That's absurd. What about... What? That's like the all-star break, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, again, uh, I'm looking at my phone, but I'm, that's... I'm going to hope that you missed one somewhere, because that's just an absurd amount of time oh. to not have this rivalry. They've been playing longer than the Red Sox and the Yankees, for God's sakes. I mean... This is the storied rivalry in sports, and it's not happened. Well, I think that's a total blame on man. the league, man. No Gary way. Bettman. Oh, speaking all. of Gary Bettman, I just want to say this. We haven't talked about this at all. came out about a month ago maybe, but um, the uh, there will be no World Cup of Hockey next year. Again, what? no international hockey. Oh, where did you see that? pushed off to another year. Um, it was about a month ago. They came out and they said that um, they're pushing it off another year because – I think because of everything going on Russia, with uh, Russia and Ukraine, and, and you know Russia not going to be having a team, and the uh, you know the IHF has them suspended right now. They can't in any international competition participate, including the juniors, uh, World Juniors. So Ugh. it's um, it stinks because we haven't had the Olympic hockey. Um, you know, 2018. Uh, you know, 2022. Uh, or you know, I, I don't know what if you'd even call that. You know, without the without yeah. the NHL players. You've got great players who have gone a long period of time without playing or have never played Stamkos, Brad Marchant that haven't played for their country. It is, and you have all these great players coming through, Connor McDavid, 
Um, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Kale McCarr. Like, you know, and they haven't Imagine Kale McCarr and Adam Fox as your D pair for the Team USA. It would be a (laughs) must-see tournament. We talk about the World Juniors, which is a great event. World Cup of Hockey or the Olympics. And the fact that we haven't had anything like that, I think it's really hurt the game. I I think it's something that they have to figure out. Um, They have to figure out soon and... Obviously, it got pushed to kick the can down the road. I can't forget if it's 2023 or maybe it was 2024. I think it's 2024. That's, that makes sense. That's, I think. So it's it's possible that, I mean, Brad Marchand could go. His, he, I think he was on the 2016 World Cup of Hockey, correct? But he could go his entire career only playing one time for Team Canada. Wow. I mean, that's. That's mind boggling. That's one of the things that players want to check off of that bucket list. You know, they were, win, they were ready win a to Stanley go. Cup, yeah. win the World Cup of Hockey, win Olympic they were gold. When they didn't go to I the mean, Olympics, yeah. they were ready to go. They they were they didn't care about you know yeah, Gary, all the Gary the, Bettman wasn't going to make any money mm-hmm. for them to do that. So yeah, they nor was the NHLPA apparently. It's a shame. And I'm it, sure Gary's hurting for money. Which uh, also, while we're while bashing on Barry, uh, Gar- bashing on Barry, whatever Barry. his name whatever is, whatever you call guy, Barry. I miss booing him at the Stanley Cup final ceremony. It's all I know, and I'm going to continue to do so at a tradition. Well, but he also came out and announced, nowhere, no dice, no movement, the Coyotes will stay somehow, somewhere in Arizona. How at a thirty-year no, guarantee on top of I that? I just saw that it got approved. It was, it was like unanimous, like seven and zero vote for them to get an uh, arena in Glendale, I believe. Really, I didn't. See, I, I didn't I'm pretty hear sure that. I thought I saw it on Twitter. But I mean, I, I thought that was a pretty, uh, pretty bold statement to say. No, no, no. Thirty more years in Arizona. But if they got an arena and there's actually hope now, that's a different story. I, there was a vote like uh, last week about it. And it's seven. And nothing. I want to say it was a seven nothing unanimous vote. That's awesome if that's the case. I'll that, have to that look makes on a little Twitter. bit more sense I'll, then. I'll look on I'm Twitter just later. Amazed on. All the machines work there in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, with just a few more minutes left here on the Causeway Kings, oh, folks. This has God. been a lot of fun. Priceless. We've uh, had some real talk. We've had some hockey talk. We've had some this, some of that, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Boys, what have we not brought up that uh, you wanted to before this episode is over? I think we've hit, for me, we've hit a lot of the base. Clance, you might have something, you know, I don't want to accept. The only thing I got left to say is Jack Edwards, you're dope. Boom. Plain and simple. I mean, he's not wrong here, folks. Clance is not wrong. I don't see him winning any modeling contests. Or getting his teeth whitened. Wow, man. You go right there. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's, I don't know who he thinks he is to say stuff like that. Yeah. You know? But moral of the story still stands. We don't pick on people for things that are beyond their control and you or unreasonable I in was a professional raised, setting. I was raised an Irish Catholic kid from Dorchester. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. It sounds cliche, but boy, is it true. I tell you. Um, well, in closing thoughts, then, definitely, guys, you're on to something there. And uh, I'm looking forward. We definitely got to put together the very first Causeway Kings public event. I think that'd be pretty cool, even if we just hosted an open skate or something to that effect. Uh, definitely raise some money for not only the Jimmy Hayes Foundation, but now maybe we can make a, a donation to the ALS Foundation in the name of Causeway Kings as well. And there's a few uh, few other very worthy charities. I think Gordo was actually involved in one. There was a... Uh, Another few that he had particularly lined up for some close yeah. people in his circle. Um, everybody's out there hurting, folks. There's no way around it. So yep. the real moral of the story here is just be a good person. And wherever you can do good, do your best to. Don't forget to leave your sticks out for the boys and girls who don't make it home 
for whatever reason, in whatever situation, whatever and wherever, we always have to keep those people in mind. And especially around the holidays, boys, on a little bit of a mental health note, it's a tough time for people around the holidays. Not everybody has the big family to be around. And not everybody's got the people in their life that they want in their life. And they may not be able to have them for whatever reason. But it's just that much more important for us to make sure that that message gets spread out to be good people. You never know what people are going through. So treat people the way you want to be treated. Well, everybody's going through something. You that's, know, right. that's one yeah. thing I've learned in life. You don't know, you know, what somebody is going through. So, uh, you know, I think the world in general could use a little more compassion, a little more empathy and, and a little less uh, snap judgment. Uh, Emotional don't, don't response. Don't judge a book by its yeah. cover. Exactly. Because you never know what someone's going through. It's true. And then especially in the day of technology now where everything's so instantaneous. Want it right now, 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 now. Swipe whatever direction is going to get you to where you're going. Slow down. That's yep. what the holidays are all about. So we want to end on a happy sentiment there. We're going to do that. The Boston Bruins are ripping it up. There's nothing for us to talk about at this point. Game on. Drop the puck. Let's go. Happy holidays. Christmas season is upon us. And Elfie showed up today. Oh, the elf's on Elfie. the shelf. Oh, boy. We wake up, Alfie's hanging out on the mantle. Oh boy! It's like what is going on, Alfie? <laughs> so, you got into your bourbon. The, you the, better, <laughs> better stay away from my drinks. <laughs> <laughs> All Secret right, sauce. folks. On that happy note, thank you so much for joining us here on the Causeway Kings, proudly partnered with the Abington Cam Network as well as the WMEX Sports Radio Network. And boys, uh, with Gordo in mind as well, let's do it all together. Have a great night, and let's, let's go, go bees. bees. Whoa!